Welcome to the Marketing Uncensored Podcast with me, your host, James Sweet. In this episode, I'm going to be taking you through how to find the best website platform for your business. We will look at the most popular platforms that are available and their use cases. We will see which platforms are best for different business types and their functionality. I will outline what you will need from a website, why you need a website, and I will outline the technologies that our clients often use and love. I will highlight the key pointers that you need to think about before choosing your website platform. After all, this will be the bare bone foundations for your website, so it's important you make the right choice now, as making changes later can be extremely time consuming or costly to your business. Of course, if you already have a website, you may have already made this decision, and so you may not need to hear this and could possibly move on to the next episode where we will start focusing more on the growth and marketing of websites. Or feel free to stick with it. You never know, I might cover something that you may not have thought about. So, are we all set? Well, let's just jump straight in, shall we? Your website is the forefront of your business. It's generally the first thing people see when they find you online, before they make a purchase or contact you regarding your products or services. So it absolutely astounds me that so many business owners often give it a second thought. Often business owners will opt for the cheapest solution or something that will just do the job, when realistically it should be the most important aspect of your business. In some instances, your website is your business, especially for people in the e-commerce world, so you should always be prepared to invest the most into this. So the one question I get asked all the time is, James, what is the best website platform? And like absolutely everything in digital marketing world, the answer is very simple. It depends. It's usually dependent on the business case, budget, and where you are in your business's journey. If your business is just starting out, then often the more basic platforms are suitable. These platforms I would call the DIY or do-it-yourself platforms. These would be your likes of Wix, Squarespace, Weebly, Webflow, GoDaddy Builder, etc. There are literally loads of these now across the market. They all allow someone with absolutely zero website knowledge to very easily and quickly build a website. They will usually work with a nice drag and drop interface with platforms like this. You can awfully easily have a website up and running in a matter of hours in just a few clicks for very little cost at all. Whilst I would never sell any of these to clients, there are many web companies and freelancers out there that do. So there are some business cases for these platforms. There are then what I would say are your slightly intermediate builders. These are the likes of WordPress, Joomla, Drupal, Django, etc. These are more case specific and usually require a hosting environment, but the important factor here is that you own and control everything outright. It's yours and you can take the code and move it elsewhere and you are not tied into any contracts or tied to one provider. These are also often much more customizable and allow you much more control over your website from a technical and marketing perspective. These often allow for much more professional approach to your site and also allow for much more flexibility as your business grows. Most of my clients are often people who have grown out of their Wix or Squarespace website and require something with a little more flexibility, automation and functionality. Not even to mention when it comes to the technical SEO side of things, which for now your DIY builders just don't quite have the capabilities or the abilities to compete as well. Although they are improving as time goes on, I must give them credit there. If you're an online shop, you should have a dedicated e-commerce platform for your business. Yes, you can build shops in DIY wheel builders, I know, but these are very limited. And so although they can be okay for small startup hobby businesses, they generally just don't cut it for larger companies. They don't even offer close to the functionality and reporting that you would get from a dedicated e-commerce solution. So whilst yes, you can still have a shop on the previously mentioned platforms, there are sometimes use cases where these can be used for this. But remember, these platforms aren't built to be shopping solutions. Dedicated e-commerce website software often contains so many more options and features around financial reporting, product management and order processing and into so much more.
So depending on the use and business case, it is often wise to re always research each platform carefully. Utilize any free trials or demos just to get a feel for which is best for your business. Suitable software for an e-commerce business would be, for example, Shopify, BigCommerce, Magento, OpenCart, PrestaShop, or WooCommerce, which, yes, I know is a plugin for WordPress. So it's not technically a dedicated e-commerce platform, but it does actually do this fairly well. And due to the vast plugins that WordPress has, you can kind of make this relatively viable solution in some instances if WordPress is your go-to solution for your website. The other key part is most people are familiar with WordPress already, so this means that no new staff training and so the learning curve isn't quite as steep as it would be if they were trying to learn an entirely new platform. And as I keep reiterating, it all depends on your business needs. Sometimes, if you want something more bespoke than off-the-shelf website platform, obviously you can hire a developer to create your dream platform for you, which is often automate and run most of your business for you. This is what I often do for most of my clients. We would work out exactly what, how your business works and then integrate that into your website the best we can to automate as much as possible. Your website can do so much more than just bring new customers. In some instances, they can be an extension of your business and even run some of the tedious admin and other tasks behind the scenes for you. So I have thrown a lot of use cases here, but so you might well be wondering, so which one do I go for? Well, in my opinion, and I am sure I will get a lot of backlash for this, but if you want a DIY builder, something that you can easily manage your content and it's intuitive and it works very well without needing much knowledge, and you don't need an e-commerce platform, but you still want to do it yourself, then I think WordPress is great for most web instances. But this is very heavily caveated, so bear with me. People love WordPress, and I have clients that love WordPress, but developers and designers hate can sometimes hate WordPress. And I get it. I did as well. The reason for this is WordPress is just the basic platform, and then usually you need to add more plugins to do what you need or what you want to do. And this is where most people's issues with WordPress comes from. Believe me when I say I hated on this platform for so much, for so long. Heck, when I first started my business, I had so many agencies hire me to fix their hacked and broken WordPress sites that this alone was my case study as to why I never provided it to my customers. But thankfully, WordPress has actually come a long way since then. Also, the other issue is plugins in the WordPress repository can be provided by literally anyone, so you have no idea of their coding ability and how safe they actually are. Now, this has become a lot better over the years, but they can still break and cause issues that can take down your website or make it a security risk. But if you don't use any unknown plugins and keep everything minimal, WordPress can be a very viable solution. Now, I would say you only need four to five plugins maximum on a WordPress install, and most people are dumbfounded by this. I had a client come to me once asking why their website was so slow. I logged into their WP admin and honestly, they had over 200 plugins installed and this was just clogging the site with unnecessary bloat. I could barely even get anything to load. Considering site speed is a huge ranking factor and a user experience issue, so me removing them and fixing that alone helped them launch their website in the 21st century and they even said how it improved their ranking and started generating more customers and all I did was literally delete stuff. So yes, if you have a WordPress site, you should have four to five plugins maximum. So firstly, you want a security plugin. Yes, before any smarty pack comes at me saying, well, security should be dealt with by the server, you are correct. But in most instances, it isn't. Let's face it, you wouldn't say don't bother with a burglar alarm because your front door lock should stop people getting in. It's best to be safe and sorry, and in the real world, it's best to have a plugin that does this as a fail-safe. If you manage your own server and you occlude upon security, you may not need it. Okay, brilliant for you, but in most people, this won't apply to you. 
Something like WP Defender, WordFence, Security, I think even Jetpack has some basic built-in firewall security protection, and that would be more than sufficient for you. You then need to think about an SEO plugin. This will be something that allows you to edit metadata. These can also help with Google Schema, analyzing content, and also link analysis. Some even have built-in analytics to help you see how well your site is ranking. Something like Yoast, AIOS, SEO, or RankMath would be completely suitable for this. After this, it's back to good old it depends option. So some people like to have a very visual interface to edit their content. So something like Elementor, Divi, or Visual Composer, or WP Bakery can make building the site such an easier experience. Now again, people are going to shout, whoa, these builders add code that bloat this website and make an imbalanced text to code ratio, which can affect ranking performance. And yes, in some instances, that is correct. But... If it allows you the ability to easily add and edit pages yourself, so you are regularly creating content versus not being able to regularly create content because you don't have that simple, easy platform to allow that, then it outweighs it tenfold. Having a platform that you can create on is so much more important, and I'm not even sure if Google's text-to-code ratio is really that high up on their list anymore. This is likely thanks to the likes of Wix and Squarespace, which, let's face it, if you've ever viewed the source code on that, it's just disgusting. Anyway, I digress, and maybe that's a little more technical to discuss here. So then, after any visual editor plugins, you would nearly need a caching plugin. Something like W3 Total Cache, WP Rocket, WP Super Cache will be suffice for this. This will allow your site to load super fast. This can ensure your website gives the best user experience possible, which we all know is exactly what Google is looking for, so it searches, and so this alone can help your website's SEO in a very big way. Please remember that I have only listed the most popular plugins that I have used here. There are others, and I only want you to install one of them. You don't think installing all the SEO plugins, for example, would help you with SEO. It would actually make things very, very bad and probably much worse. You only want to have one from each section, whichever you do choose. So what if you're wanting an e-commerce platform, I hear you shout? Well, if you are like a lot of people and love WordPress, then WooCommerce would come up as an e-commerce capability right out of your WordPress website. As I've already said, it's not the best, but it's not the worst either. Or if you want something more focused on e-commerce, then Shopify is a great paid click and run out of the box solution. However, I personally prefer the standalone systems and I find OpenCart is a great contender for this. I also think it's slightly underestimated for its abilities. The good thing with OpenCart is it has caching and image optimization built in out of the box. So you literally just need a nice theme and you can start adding products and get yourself up and running straight away. Our clients love the reporting tools, in-depth analytics, and the ability to manage the catalog easily. This has great customizability as well. As it is a standalone system, you will have full control over everything. You can optimize it heavily for speed and it also has great SEO features built in the admin panel. And you can really optimize this to be lightning fast and it can be a very powerful money-making machine if set up correctly. Of course, this subject can go on forever, literally, but I'm almost out of time for today. So if you want to continue the conversation, join us on our Facebook group. Just search for the Marketing Uncensored podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star rating in your podcast app. It would honestly mean a lot to me. And if there are any other subjects you would like me to cover in future episodes, feel free to drop me a message on social media or mention it in our group. I hope you can join me on the next episode. Bye for now.